This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of synovitis of the second MTP from the foot and ankle section on orthobullets.com. Synovitis of the second MTP joint is the most frequent monoarticular synovitis of the MTP joints. As far as risk factors, an elongated second metatarsal relative to the first metatarsal, otherwise known as a Morton's foot, is a risk factor, and hallux valgus deformity is also a risk factor. As far as the pathoanatomy of synovitis of the second MTP joint, synovitis causes the capsule ligamentous apparatus of the MTP joint to become stretched. Stretching leads to instability, and instability leads to deformity. The next component of the pathoanatomy of synovitis of the second metatarsal phalangeal joint is attenuation of the plantar plate, and this is specifically caused by extension of the MTP joint, sagittal plane deformity, and keep in mind that this is associated with a crossover toe deformity. Finally, keep in mind that MTP instability can lead to dorsal dislocation of the MTP joint, and this has a predisposition to hammer toe deformity. Again, MTP instability can lead to dorsal dislocation of the MTP joint, and these patients will have predisposition to hammer toe deformity. As far as anatomy of synovitis of the second MTP joint, make sure to take a look at the cadaveric cross-section of the plantar plate and the MRI of the plantar plate on orthobullets.com. We'll have this topic linked up in the show notes. As far as presentation of synovitis of the second MTP joint, patients may have symptoms of pain, a warm joint, and or fullness of the joint. On physical exam, patients may have pain and tenderness. Specifically, they may have pain in the second web space. Tenderness may be worse plantarly over the plantar plate or over the dorsal capsule. Keep in mind that pain and tenderness may be caused by inflammation or extrinsic pressure on the interdigital nerve. And finally, pain with range of motion is decreased with traction. Physical exam may also reveal global swelling of the MTP joint. Motion assessment may reveal decreased plantar flexion. And finally, with respect to deformity and motion, deformity is often passively correctable in the predislocation stages. Instability, if present, can be demonstrated with the dorsal drawer test. Remember that if you're able to dorsally subluxate, then attenuation of the plantar plate is present. Finally, as deformity progresses, the second toe may cross over the adjacent toe in a varus or valgus deformity. This is secondary to disruption of a collateral ligament and the plantar plate, and this is what's known as a quote-unquote crossover toe deformity. Moving on to imaging, recommended views on radiographs include a weight-bearing AP and lateral views of the foot. Findings may include widening or medial lateral joint space imbalance of the second metatarsal phalangeal joint. Other findings include dorsal subluxation of the MTP joint, which may appear like joint space narrowing or overlapping of the proximal phalanx on the distal metatarsal head. Finally, you may also find varus or valgus deformity of the toe on radiographs. Indications for MRI is if the diagnosis is unclear and or to quantify the extent of plantar plate or ligamentous disruption. The differential diagnosis for synovitis of the second MTP joint includes Morton's neuroma. Synovitis of the second MTP joint may mimic Morton's neuroma, and it's important to differentiate MTP synovitis from interdigital neuroma because a steroid injection into the interdigital space may weaken the capsule ligamentous structures at the MTP joint, leading to progressive deformity. Treatment of synovitis of the second MTP joint can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes activity slash shoe wear modifications, NSAIDs, and external support of the MTP joint. This is the first line of treatment. 
Non-operative techniques specifically involve external support with crossover taping or Budin-type toe splints. Keep in mind that non-operative treatment should last for 10 to 12 weeks and subsequently make sure that patients avoid shoes that aggravate symptoms. Operative options include synovectomy, a distal oblique shortening MT osteotomy or WAL procedure, and an FDL to EDL tendon transfer, otherwise known as a girlstone Taylor procedure, or an MTP capsular release with extensor tendon lengthening. The indications for a synovectomy is when there is no deformity and when there is failure of non-operative treatment. Indications for a distal oblique shortening MT osteotomy or a wild procedure is when there is a fixed deformity with a long second metatarsal. This technique preserves the joint, it rebalances the metatarsal cascade, and it relaxes the plantar plate and rebalances alignment. Indications for an FDL to EDL tendon transfer or a girdle stone tailor procedure or an MTP capsular release with extensor tendon lengthening is when there's deformity and no long second metatarsal and or when there's a sagittal deformity. The major complication to mention is vascular compromise. So remember, if correcting a chronic dislocation, the soft tissue, including the vasculature, can contract. Keep in mind that stretching of the vasculature can compromise flow and the procedure may need to be reversed to save the digit. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A healthy 45-year-old lady sustains a high-grade plantar plate rupture of her second metatarsal phalangeal joint. What progressive foot deformity is she at greatest risk of developing with this injury? And the choices are 1. Hallux varus, 2. Hallux valgus, 3. Second toe crossover, 4. Friedberg's disease, and 5. Second mallet toe. The correct answer to this question is 3. Second toe crossover. So the most likely foot deformity to occur with this injury is second toe crossover. Second metatarsal phalangeal joint instability, for example crossover toe, is diagnosed when the second toe crosses either under or over the hallux. This deformity occurs with failure of the plantar plate and the collateral ligaments, which stabilize the second MTP joint. The lateral collateral ligament likely fails first, leading to medial deviation of the second toe. The plantar plate usually fails second, causing the proximal phalanx to displace dorsally with weight-bearing. Shirzad et al. reviewed lesser toe deformities. They state that chronic inflammation or trauma is the likely etiology for failure of stabilizing structures of the second MTP joint. Patients often present with pain and inflammation of the second MTP joint. The sensation of a marble in the ball of their foot is a common feature of this deformity due to swelling of the capsule and prominent metatarsal head. And moving on to the final question, which of the following findings would most likely be found in a patient with synovitis of the second metatarsal phalangeal joint? And the choices are 1. Less pain when barefoot. 2. Pain and a click when compression is applied to the forefoot from medial and lateral. 3. No pain with toe range of motion. 4. More pain when barefoot. And 5. Pain when compression is applied to the web space between the second and third rays. The correct answer to this question is 4. More pain when barefoot. So the pain of synovitis of the second metatarsal phalangeal joint is worse when barefoot. To quickly review, synovitis of the second MTP joint must be differentiated from Morton's interdigital neuroma. Although the pain of each may localize to a similar area, physical exam findings can help differentiate the two. 
Additionally, Morton's neuroma is more likely to occur in the third interspace. If the pain is located more in the second interspace, second MTP synovitis slash metatarsalgia needs to be considered. The distinction is important because corticosteroid injection may be an appropriate treatment for neuroma, but may cause or worsen instability in the cases of synovitis. Instability can lead to deformity, including dorsal subluxation of the MTP joint and crossover toe deformity. Kaz et al. reviewed 169 patients treated for crossover toe deformity of the second toe to identify factors associated with this deformity. They found that crossover second toe was associated with hallux valgus and first MTP arthritis. A positive drawer sign was a reliable exam finding in this cohort, and it was present in 112 patients. That's all for this review about synovitis of the second MTP joint. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>